This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. Welcome to another edition of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your premier podcast for real estate in Wisconsin and beyond. Today I have a very special guest in what will be a series of podcasts involving the topic of home inspection. So I'd like to introduce Dave Colasari, and Dave is the owner and founder of Homesite Inspection Services in southeastern Wisconsin. Welcome, Dave. Good morning. Nice to be here. So, Dave, talk a little bit about your background. We talked before we went on the podcast a little bit about how you started things. You've been around for a while. You started this in 97. Yep. What got you into home inspections? Um, believe it or not, I had my house inspected. And I was looking for, uh, I'm a vet, so I was kind of looking for something that kind of, I guess, replenished the excitement and satisfaction I had when I was in the military. So uh, when I had, you know, I searched and searched and searched and when I had my house inspected, uh, and believe it or not, this is a lot of reasons why home inspectors get into the business. They see that, you know, they get their house inspected sure. and they're like, hey, I can do that. And that's kind of how I feel. Or they had a poor experience. Right. And they feel, hey, I, I can do that. Not only that, but I can do it better. So that's kind of the spark that put me behind it. Well, and that's a lot of, I think one of the same reasons why realtors get into this business is because they looked at it and said, wow, I really like this, mm-hmm. or holy cow, that was a bad experience. All right. So you, you, you have told, I think you told me before we, we started recording this, uh, you do about two to 300 inspections a year. Me personally. I don't, I don't do as many as I used to anymore because I have a team, but um, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of inspections, thousands. So you've seen some crazy stuff, for sure, and we'll get into some of those a little bit later. Um, what, what, off the top of your head, do you know the craziest thing you've seen in a home inspection? I'm, I'm totally putting you on the spot, I realize. Um, there was one inspection that I've done, this was several years ago, uh, and it was actually the house where it was being rented out to strippers. And the strippers would live there, and it was one of the dirtiest houses I've ever seen in my life. And it had python snakes everywhere and all sorts of off-the-wall pictures. I mean, it was really hard to focus on the house because it was there was so much other stuff to look at. But it was in very, very poor condition. It was a challenging inspection. Um, people were living in the house. They wouldn't move. Some of them were sleeping. And it was just, I mean, all in all, kind of a bad experience. Um, I'm not sure. Did they have stripper poles? I had to ask. No, no, they didn't no, have stripper okay. poles. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think anybody would be thinking the same thing. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> that was the most unusual, I think. Well, and so we talked about um, in preparing for this episode, again, first of a few that we're going to do, we talked a little bit about what the role of an inspector is. And you, and I'll ask you that question. And then after that, I want to talk about getting into the intentions of why people do a home inspection. Okay. So let's start with what is a home inspection? In the most simplest of terms, your explanation for a home inspection is what? It's a visual, non-technically exhaustive inspection of the property as of what we see that day. And what that means is it's a, it's a snapshot in time. It's a PDF of the house that we see that day, okay? Um, things will definitely change before, or I'm sorry, after the inspection. 
Uh, and uh, visually means we simply operate everything in the house using normal operating controls. We don't do any tricks to turn things on. We don't break equipment down into small pieces all over the floor. We essentially operate everything, like I said, per normal op uh, operation controls. And like for instance, a furnace. If I want the furnace to come on, I go right to the thermostat, turn on the thermostat, observe its operation, take off normal access panels. And then from there, we can determine if something else needs to be further, further evaluated by a, a specialist in that field. So one of the things that, that I think is a mis um, maybe a misnomer of what you can do is you can't manipulate a lot of things. You can't test. Well, we'll get into the testing part of it a little bit later, I think, because that's a different element to this. But you have limitations. There's things Absolutely. you can do and there's things you can't do. And a lot of that's governed by law, too. So right. talk a little bit about the, the, the overall power, I guess, the overall, if I'm paying you to do a home inspection, which we as real estate agents in good faith and conscience will always recommend that somebody have. And, and we had this conversation before we went on the air here about people who don't do home inspections. And you said, to, you asked me, well, why would anybody not do a home inspection? So we'll get to that. Okay. But talk about what you guys as inspectors can do and what you can't do. Um, that's a great question because when, when a client hires us, they expect us to find every little thing in this house. Okay, we're there for two hours, as opposed to the homeowner living there for who knows how long. And if we were to maybe overlook something or not report on something, they 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 don't they may not know exactly the full scheme here. Okay, and and that sometimes is the home inspector job. Uh, home inspector's job is to educate them. So we do have specific standards that we do have to follow. Okay, which means every home inspector should be doing about the same thing, um, and. It, the standards protect the client and they protect the home home inspector, okay? So for instance, a water softener. That is beyond the scope of a home inspection. That is something a home inspector will not look at. Uh, they shouldn't really be commenting on it because it's not part of their standard. But do I get questions a lot about, hey, is a water softener working? I have to simply explain to them that this is something beyond our scope. We do not inspect this. If you want this to be inspected, you may want to get a professional to come look at it maybe consult the owner on how to operate it. Um, and, and there's several other components like that as well. So like for instance, recreational equipment such as saunas, um, pools, things like that. Um, so it, it, I think if you're gonna have a home inspection and you wanna know exactly what a, what a home inspector does and does not do, he should be giving you a copy of the standards um, to find out, you know, to let you know exactly what's going on and what's not happening. Well, and okay, let's go back to that example because I think it was a great example. There is no way that we as real estate agents, that a buyer, and, and a lot of times even the seller, but most in, most especially the inspector, there's no way you can look at a water soften, softening and treatment system and know it's working. Exactly. That's the reason why it's omitted. Right. I mean, with a hot tub, potentially you can probably turn on the hot tub and see if it's working, which may or may not be you know something you, you guys do. But the law governs this stuff as well. So right. you have very strict standards and what you're allowed to do and what you're not. And let's face it, part of your home inspection report is also, you know, it's also about liability. Absolutely, um, that's why I said. It, it's really easy to blame. Go ahead, because I want to go back to liability in a second. I said that's why it's, um, 
it, it's important that the client know exactly what we're doing, what we're not doing, because otherwise they think we're missing something and we're not looking at something for whatever reason. So it's important to get that education out there. Everything I preach to, to our agents, to my clients, even within our, our own facility, within our own building, is about transparency. It's about understanding the role, understanding what you do and don't do. And that's why I thought this was a great way to start this segment, is to talk a little bit about what you can. Now, it's really easy to blame the home inspector. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to blame the realtor. You know, after you live in the house, and let's face it, it takes about six months, maybe, to really get to know the home. Mm -hmm. The home gets to know you. Right. And you both cohabit, you know, habitate in, inside of this, this building that you guys inspected. Now, liability-wise, um, and I've had this conversation with clients that maybe have lived in a home for a year or two, and then something happens, and they'll call and say, well, you know, how come the home inspector didn't find this? And I'm sure you get those calls a lot. We do. And, and those are not comfortable calls. Those are, those are uncomfortable calls because something has happened. Now it's going to cost, you know, maybe the furnace breaks down. Things like water heaters, you have no idea what's happening inside of a water heater. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's not a lot of moving parts, but there's solar tubes and all these other things, Correct. you know, that, that, that may fail tomorrow. And so it's important to understand that there are limitations. And there's an incredible amount of liability for you guys if it's not thorough. And so you have systematic ways that you inspect things. And I've... I've sold over 500 properties personally since I got my license about nine years ago. So I've certainly seen the good, the bad, and the ugly from a real estate perspective as it relates to home inspection. Not home inspectors, but home inspections. Because to your point earlier, they go really well sometimes, and they don't go well. Um, but you guys have a systematic process that you teach your people to, to do so that you're not missing things. Correct. The, um the process, I, I like to teach my guys, um, or anybody, because I used to teach for American Home Inspection Training as well, um, is break the house down in pieces and have a system. So for instance, if I was gonna do a room, you start on the left side and go counterclockwise, um, operate everything you're supposed to be operating, then do the floor, then do the ceiling, um, and just have a, a system um, so then if you do get interrupted, you can go back to the system where you left off and not miss anything. And that goes for not only rooms, it goes for basements, it goes for exterior, it goes for roof. Every, the house has a, has a routine as far as what gets inspected first, what gets inspected last, and then each component has a routine as well. So that keeps you know, things down to a minimal, but I'm gonna be quite honest with you, John, a home inspector's not gonna find everything in that house. In two, three hours, they are not gonna find every little thing in that house. Circumstances may change, family loads may change, meaning there could be a little old lady living in this house and then they move and now there's a family of four living there. You know, it's it, it just different circumstances. So, um, yeah, we do get those calls where people are upset and they're not easy calls to take, but um, we, again, like I mentioned before, it's a PDF is what we see that day. It's a snapshot in time. Um, future things should always be um, budgeted for or expected uh, because there's really no warranty or guarantee an inspector itself can can provide because of those circumstances. You can't see through walls. No. Um, you certainly, certainly can't see beyond foundation walls. No. So to your point, um, a home inspector, and we'll get into the intention of the buyer next, because I think that's also equally important to understand. But it's a snapshot in time, but you can't see through things. You can't, you wouldn't be able to tell how much insulation is in the wall. 
you have moisture no. meters and, and tools that you can use to, to kind of figure out the probability of what may or may not exist in things that you don't see. But nobody's breaking up the drain tile system in the floor, you know, where the foundation meets the flooring in a basement. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's got to be tough. But you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to segue to next, and that's the intention of the buyer. And you have these conversations with the buyers, and you'll ask them, what, did, what, what are you trying to gain from this? What, what's your goal? Talk about that a little bit. Well, it depends on the property. Um, we always ask our client what their concerns are, so we're in tune to what they are concerned about. And, and then I not only ask what their concerns are, but why, are, why is it a concern? Is it because you saw something unusual in the house? Or maybe you had a uh, uh, an experience in the past that makes you uncertain about what's going to be in the future. Uh, maybe in a different house. Say, hey, I had a basement that flooded one time, and I'm, I just don't want this basement to flood. Um, those are things, you know, we ask our clients. Um, now, if they get a house that's really in bad condition, that's, I mean, really in bad condition, uh, I'll, I'm going to ask them, you know, what, what, what their intention is. Because obviously, a lot of poor items are going to be in this property. And one, I don't want to scare them. I want them to know what they're buying and to let them know that this report is coming. But also, what, what, what's happening? Do, do, are, you, are you going to completely redo this house? Are you going to rent it out? Just so I am more in tune as to their needs um, and also to prep them for what they're going to get as far as the report is concerned. Again, completely transparent. Mm -hmm. what, you know, and, and I use a phrase with, um, with my clients and with agents especially, and I don't know who coined it because I would love to give them um, credit for it, but the phrase is, conflict occurs when expectations differ. And if you think about that, there's only really one thing that you can guarantee in any personal relationship. If I hire you to inspect my house, whether it's just because, uh, what, it could be pre-sale, right? We'll talk mm -hmm. about pre-sale inspections in a subsequent episode. But you know, most of the inspections I'm sure that you get are, are part of a real estate sale. Correct. I, I just want to know what's there. I can't guarantee that you and I will ever experience a myriad of things, but potentially conflict is one of them. And so that's one of the reasons why you have the conversations with people up front. And, as, and because of your experience, you can come in and say, just to your point, what, what, do, you, what do you want me to do out of this? What do you expect? Mm -hmm. And that way people know. Um, it does iron, it does flatten, you know, iron out a lot of the wrinkles. So to speak. Well, and, and to your point, I mean, it, it, let's talk about investors, right? Investors are sometimes, dare I say, arrogant, where, because I've worked with a lot of investors, I, I still do as clients, I always recommend they do a home inspection. Because, and we talked about this a little bit um, in a previous conversation, you don't know what you don't know. And I'll take it back when I was in law enforcement. Um, I spent, I went to school for business, never intended on going into firefighting and law enforcement, but I remember very vividly for years and years and years having conversations with people within the squad room, other police officers, on how to invest and move money on our deferred compensation, which were like our 401ks. We would do that ourselves, Dave. Wow. Now, did we make money? Yeah. I mean, I think there were periods we probably lost money. But the minute I left law enforcement, I realized that I had to hire people to do what they did best. So I hired an accountant. I hired a financial advisor who took on more of an active role, right? Mm -hmm. A home inspector's job is to come in and, like you said, look for red flags, be the second set of eyes, 
because this is what they do every day. They are professionals, they are licensed to look for certain things that are standard in a home. That maybe even a licensed contractor who's a flipper, if you will, doesn't look for. I, I mean, is that a good summary? Well, you hit that right in the head because you, we talked earlier in this uh, podcast about having systems, right? Having systems so that you don't miss anything in the house, okay? Um, the contractor is going to go through and just look at whatever, right? Investor, and then he's going to get a general view of what the prop- property condition is. Where a home inspector, they can still benefit from because they have systems to break things down and look more, I guess, in, in a more of an intricate fashion of the house and, and, and give you more information that you need. Um, but and also another note that uh, should be touched on is, again, we're, we're, um, we're the generalists. We're not the specialists either, okay? Um, we are not roofers. We're not plumbers. We're not electricians. We're not um, foundation repair professionals. However, we have a license by the state to know a little bit about everything, okay? And there's no one that's gonna go through your home, whether it's an investment property or not, to tell you what the condition of each component is without trying to sell you something. That's the beauty of home inspection. We're not trying to sell you anything on what we report on. So it's a non-biased opinion um, that you're purchasing and your second pair of eyes. So it's very valuable. Well, it's valuable and I think it's it's absolutely integral. And, and then in the next podcast episode, we're gonna get into what happens during the home inspection specifically more than anything. Also who your role is, who you work for. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. But I wanna close this one by, by just talking a little bit about the contractual part of this. Mm-hmm. When an investor buys a property, and I don't wanna make this all about investors, but when an investor buys a property, they usually waive the home inspection uh, contingency in the offer. I always advise against that, even with the people that I've helped buy dozens of homes. It's just not wise in my opinion. To your point, they're focused on how much they can do, how much it's gonna cost. They're not getting into the nitty gritty. And I think that from a negotiating standpoint, they, they shoot themselves in the foot. Because if I knew, if, I, if you could help me, right? Let's say you're part of my team, I'm an investor, I buy you know, 15, 20 homes a year. Mm-hmm. And I just know that it's gonna cost me you know, between let's say four and $500 or more, depending on what you add on to your home inspection. But when it's all said and done, you're on my team. That's right. And even if you're not an investor, you're part of my team. I like to tell people that when I represent somebody as a buyer, and like you, Dave, I don't do as many you know, personal transactions as I used to. When I represent a buyer, I drive the bus. My clients are right behind me, but I'm driving the bus. And a lot of people are gonna get on and off that bus, and you're one of them. But I need you on the bus at the right time. And that inspection and testing periods, inspection mainly for you, is, is that crucial time when you're looking out for my people and you're looking out for their interests. You're not looking out for the seller. You're not looking out for the realtor. You're working specifically for the buyer. And we're gonna hit on that um, in the next episode as well. So we've covered a lot of ground here in this first one. We're going to close this episode. I'm with Dave Kalasari from Homesite Inspection Services out of Milwaukee. And Dave's been doing this for a long time. Dave, what's your website? Uh, I have several of them. MilwaukeeHomesite.com or you can just do MKEHS.com. 
M-K-E-H-S for home server, home site. Home site. There you I go. Count. Well, Dave, thanks for being a part of this um, this episode. I, I, My pleasure. I think it'll be invaluable for people that are listening. And it, it, you know, if you have questions and, and you're curious about uh, what what happens during a home inspection or you want to call Dave personally, give out your phone number as well if you could. Uh, 414-321-1070. That's our office. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. Yes. And in the next episode, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what happens during a home inspection. I think that'll be fun. Very exciting. This session of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.